Welcome to this week's Moonlight of Emuna Parshas Emor. This week's learning should be a schus for Rufu Shleim for Chana Mashbas Vilcharatz Bas Rochel Shmuel Shem Azami Dechavachav Menachem Morchem Nafir Chayav Bas Tova Frayim Ben Yafa Micha Chayim Ben Sara Ruchama Paramakalei Bas Chana Sara Lilanishmas Henya Bas Yichil Mechol. So this week's parsha opens up with a very famous Rashi. The, well, the parsha opens up with the pasuk, and Rashi has a very famous quote on this. It says in the pasuk, "Vayerem Hashem Al Moshe." Hashem said to Moshe, "Emor el kehanim, speak to the kehanim bnei Aaron, the children of Aaron, va'amarta aleim, and and say to them, lenefesh leitam ba'am, you should not become tamei to your people." And the question that bothers Rashi, it says, "Va'yoyim Hashem al Moshe." Hashem says to Moshe, "Emor el kehanim, tell, speak to the people, va'amarta aleim, and tell them." What's the double language of 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 telling? Why why two tellings? So Rashi famously explains, Emar v'yamarta, why the double lashon? Lahazir gedolim al haktanim to warn the older kahanim about the younger kahanim. What does that mean? So it's it's pointed out that this is the first time that the Torah is instructing people to educate their children, to teach the halachas that apply to you, and specifically why that's done here is because kahanim are in a unique position. See, for 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 every other. Jewish person, the halachas are the same. We know there's things that you can do, you're supposed to do, there's things you can't do, and it's all the same. So a person can see that uh, his fellow Jews all have the same halachas. But for the, the younger kehanim, it, there's a difficulty that they face, which is that they see that there are things that they're not allowed to do. They're not allowed to become tummy. They're not allowed to do certain things, right? They, and, they, and they are required to do certain things that their friends are not. And their friends are considered good from Jews. Their friends are considered good, good God-fearing people, and yet they don't have these same restrictions. So therefore, the Torah comes along and tells us it's important for you to stress this to your children. The Kohanim have to stress to their children that this is something that's unique to them. This is something that's special to them. That with more, uh, with with uh, the greatness of being a Kohen and, and what comes with the, with being a Kohen also comes more responsibility, more obligations. And that what that's what Rashi says that the Torah is telling us here, Emar Marta. Now, the question is, what do the rest of us do with this? Those of us who are not Kohanim. So, so how do we learn this? So obviously the basic message is that we have to we learn to tell we have to teach our kids we have to explain to our kids just like the kahanim have to explain to the children the full range of of what comes with this yes there are certain restrictions that come with being a kohen but yet there's also greatness. It makes you great and you have an ability to serve Hashem. Every Jew has to teach their child the same thing. There, yes, there are certain restrictions. You can't go wherever you want. You can't eat whatever you want. You can't do whatever you want. But that, that doesn't, that's not born from just a restrictive uh, position. That's born from a greatness and an opportunity of serving Hashem that others may not have. And that's something that every, every person has to convey to this, their children and also to convey to, our, to ourselves. So I, I had, there are a few ideas on also on MRV Amarta that I think we could use to add to this in, in different ways, but li- nice, uh, a couple of short little ideas that I think add to this that we can really take and use these as lessons for ourselves. A couple of them are quoted in the Sefer Sifsir Aim from Rav Asher Mordechai of Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland, the Rebbe, that he said uh, as follows. He said, there's a couple of other ways that we could interpret Rashi's. What were, what were Rashi's words? Rashi's words were, Lahazir to warn the great about the small, warn the big about the small. So he says a couple of other ideas that could be included in what Rashi's trying to tell us. First, he says that sometimes a person can think that, you know, I'm, if I was a big tzaddik, if I was an important leader, if I was an important person, so then I could do something to serve Hashem and do something for the Jewish people. But who am I? I'm nobody. I'm a small I'm a small nobody. I, there's nothing I can do to make a difference. So he says, you could read Rashi's words, to let a person know that sometimes there's something that the smallest Jew, with his little act, what a person thinks that he's fighting, when, that he's fighting his Yetzirah and it's inconsequential, or he forces 
forces himself to do a small mitzvah and he thinks it's inconsequential. You have to understand uh, that gedolim alektanim is that you have you don't know what's big and small. In the in the scheme of, of things and in, in, in the way that they look at things in Shemaim, the way Akash Baruch Hu appreciates a person's actions, we don't know what is considered small or big. So it could just be that you feel like you're an insignificant person and your actions are insignificant. You don't know if those are gedolim or ketanim. Lahazir gedolim alektanim. You have to treat everything as if it's at, the same way we take care of big things or it looks like big things. The same thing you rec- the same way you recognize that when a tzaddik does something, when a tzaddik does a mitzvah, it's very important. You have to recognize that your what you perceive as ketanim are also are also in that category. Lahazir gedolim alektanim. We have to be warned about the, the things that you think are big, things that you think are small. In a similar vein, he says that sometimes it's the small people in, in Jewish history that make the big difference, right? That it's not, that we don't know who the cotton is and who and who the gadol is. We don't we don't know that. And a person should never sell himself short and think, ah, I'm insignificant, my actions don't matter, my davening doesn't count, my learning doesn't count, because it's not true. And a little differently, he offers another idea that sometimes a person thinks, you know what, I'm going to put my energy into big mitzvahs, but the small mitzvahs are not so important. I'm going to, I'm going to do big, only big things. Don't let the g'daylem overshadow the katanim. Whatever a person is supposed to do at this moment, that is what's important. And what, even if you think of an action or a, or a mitzvah as being smaller or unimportant, that's not true. You have to think about how you could serve Hashem in every single moment, whether it seems like a big moment or a small moment. And another idea that he offers is that you know, a person has to work on himself, on himself when he's small. A person has, right, think about the, the, the course of a person's life. So there are times when he's a kid, he doesn't really understand why he's doing things. Later on, right, his father told him uh, to, to, to daven, and he didn't appreciate it then. But as he gets older, and davening uh, has more feeling to him, so he appreciates that more. The ketanim become gedolim, just like these little kaihanim that the adult kaihanim have to teach, they're going to eventually be big kaihanim. So too, the small, the, the, our youth, and even the small parts of us today, right, we have, we have let's say, areas of our mitzvahs that are gedolim, which we're strong in, which we're good at, and then there's areas that we struggle with m- much more. But we have to remind ourselves that it's just like the it's just like the development of a child, that we have to put in that effort, and we have to uh, we have to train ourselves, because those things will become big things in our lives. And therefore, we have to we have to focus on everything. We have to focus on the little things. Lahazir gedolim alektanim. Those parts of us that have have maybe felt some greatness need to need to instruct those parts of us that have not, that are still ketanim. I saw another idea in the Ginze Yosef. He says that Gedolim represents, and he brings some proofs to this, but Gedolim represents people who have bitachon, right? They have, they have godless, they have a proper uh, 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 approach, they understand that Hashem is in charge of everything, right? And, uh, and then Ketanim are people who have less less bitachin. Now Kehanim in general had to have bitachin because Kehanim did not get a part of the land of Eretz Yisrael. They had to rely on the trumas that they received from people and the other gifts that they received from people. They did not have an independent source of of um, of income, and therefore they had to be bigger bali bitachin. They had to have they had to have stronger faith in Hashem that Hashem was going to provide for them. Those are the gedolim. Those who have worked on themselves and re- and reached that point. Those are considered the gedolim. They have to teach the ketanim. Those who have not reached that part of bitachin. Those who have not reached. And this is not limited just to the kehanim. It, it, it it's in the kehanim also, right? The kehanim who have reached bitachin have to teach those who have not reached that level of bitachin. But it's also for all of us. We those who have reached bitachin have to teach those who didn't. And it's even different parts of us, like we were. 
saying before, that certainly maybe in certain areas our emuna and our bitachin is very strong, but in other areas it's not. We need to use those to instruct ourselves to work on our emuna and bitachin. Just like we're able to have emuna and bitachin in certain areas, we have to be able to work on ourselves on the part of us that are katanim, lahazir katanim, right? That the parts of us or the ones of us who are already serving Hashem, who are gedolim, have to instruct the katanim, have to teach, and have to expl- uh, 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 convey the idea of relying on Hashem and not not worrying about things that are not that, that we're not supposed to worry about that we're supposed to rely on Hashem for the uh, Satmar Rebbe in Divrei Yoel offers a different idea. He says, Lahazer means that we know already, we would have known, we know that parents have to raise children. The whole world knows that. The Torah didn't have to come along to teach us that. What the Torah, he says, he wants to give this, this idea that that the lahazir es hagedolim to warn the gedolim. Not we were reading it as lahazir hagedolim, lahazir gedolim al haktanim. That the that the the adults have to train the children. No, but it's lahazir gedolim. You have to warn the adults that in 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 teaching to the children, they have to take uh, inspiration from that as well. When a father is teaching his child to stay away from Averis, to do mitzvahs, and he's teaching him, so so there there's a benefit to the father also that he that it will be mizaris him lahazir it'll it'll warn him and be mizaris him. That's a uh, that's a technique also. When we learn with our children, we instruct our children. It's important to remember that we also need chizik in these areas lahazir. We, we're warning ourselves also while we're teaching the children. We're also inspiring the adults. The the adults are a feel that they're part that they're part of this and they're getting inspiration from this that they're teaching the children. But I wanted to introduce you to another idea that my good friend Morty Blass showed me yesterday, and it took me a little bit of time to... uh, to to really think about it and think on it. A beautiful idea from his great-grandfather, the Imre Yosef. The Imre Yosef says that we know that in Birchas Kehanim, we say, when the Kehanim do on Yantif, or in Eretz Yisrael, when they do it every day, they say a bracha, right? It says, Baruch And you commanded us, uh, uh, you gave us the Kedush of Aaron, you sanctified us the Kedush of Aaron, and you commanded us to bl- bench the nation of, of, of Israel, you commanded us to bless them, with love. And the question is, if you look in Parshas Nasai, where Hashem says to uh, to Moshe that you to teach the uh, the Kehanim to give the bracha, the, the, the uh, the Birchus Kahanim, bench, uh, benching the Kahanim, Duchening, it doesn't say the word Ahava there any mo- anywhere. It says, uh, right? It doesn't say the word Ahava anywhere. We don't find the word Ahava there anywhere. So, how do we know in the Bracha that Hashem, how do we say in the Bracha that Hashem commanded the Kahanim to, to bench the Jewish people be Ahava with love? And he, he 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 amplifies this question because he says that the Magen Avram, when he paskins when he when he gives us the halacha of Birchas Kahanim, it says that it has to be Bahava. And he quotes a Zoyer that says that Kol the Lerachum Laama, a Kayin who doesn't have mercy on the people, Ayama Lerachmin Leo, they don't feel for him. And there's not love between the Kayin and the Yisrael who's receiving the bracha. Laisa Kapov, he should not duchen. It's a halacha that there's no Ahava. If there's no love between the Kayan and the people, he cannot do him, which is very strange. The Torah doesn't mention, as we just said in Parshish Nasi, doesn't mention uh, Ahava anywhere. So he says that some people want to answer that there's a, based on the Pasuk in Mishle, based on a Zoyer in Parshish Nasi, and, and the uh, a Pasuk in Mishle, it says, Toiv Ayin Hu that somebody who's generous, he's blessed, and also means he should bless. But still, he says, where do you see it? We say, Vitzivanu, right? That uh, at the Ahava, you have to bless with, with love. Where do you see that in the Pasuk in Nasi? 
So he points to the word in the Pasuk, it says, in Parshish Nasseh, this is in Perik Vav, Pasuk Chav Gimel, it says, This is how they should bench the Jewish people, Amar Lahem, they should tell them. So he sees in the word Amar, he says, Amar is a Lushan of Ahava, where does he see that? So you have to turn to, you have to turn to, Parshas Kisava in Dvarim. When it says it, the two psukim there in, in Parachavav, it says in the psukim, it says Pasuk Yud Zion says Es Hashem Heemarta Hayoyim, right? Which literally is translated, "You have distinguished Hashem today." Luis Lacholalikim to be a god for you. Vilalechas Bedrachav to go on his way. Lishmachokav Umitzvayis Rishpat Lishmai B'Kol. You're going to listen to Hashem. The next pasuk says, so we had the word Heemarta. You distinguished Hashem. You separate Hashem. Hashem Hemircha Hayoyim, and Hashem distinguishes you today. Luis Lelam to be a nation. Lam Skula Kashadibel and Rashi over there says on Hemarta Vehemirecha, I won't read the whole Rashi, but Rashi says, Hivdalta Lacham Elakeinecha, you separate yourselves from foreign gods, Leos Lacholikim, that Hashem should be your God, Vuhifishcha Elav Meamerets, and Hashem separated us from the nations of the world, Leos Lelam Segula, to be a chosen nation. This is the highest uh, degree expression of love. That when people say, right, what, what do a chassan and kala say to each other? What does any uh, spouse want? I only have eyes for you. There is nobody else. I only see my wife. She only sees her husband. I only, we only have eyes for you. This is the highest expression of love. Therefore, what Rashi is telling us is how Marta Hamirecha, which is the lashon of emar, of of of, uh, of emar, of speaking, is is a lashon of is a lushan of love. It's a lushan of commitment. It's a lushan of nothing else. It's a lushan when we look back at Parshas Nasai, when it says Emar Lahem, it's telling us that this is completely with love. That that's where says says the uh, says the Emre Yosef that this is exactly where you see love in the commandment to bless the to the command to bless the people. It has to be based on love. Emar, right? Based on based on these words in the Varm, Hemircha, right? Hemarta Hemircha. It's an expression of love. The Kayan has to love the Jew, the, the Israel, and the Israel has to love the Kayan. Therefore, bringing it back to our parsha, the parsha opens up with this double expression: "Emar elokehana bnei Aaron ve'amarta alehim." Two times this word "emar." This is with love. What did we say in the beginning? That the idea is that you're teaching the children that they have more restrictions, but we're explaining to them that that's with love. Hashem chose the kehanim because He loves the kehanim. There's something special about the kehanim. The kehanim's job is to express love, to convey love to the Jewish people, as we just saw from Parshas Nasai. There it says "emar lahem." Emar tells us that everything surrounding the Kehanim. We know that Aaron HaKoyin was the Midah. Aaron HaKoyin was that Midah of, we're coming to Lag Ba'imer next week, Hoid Shebahoid is the double Midah of Aaron HaKoyin. Aaron HaKoyin is that Midah of Oyev Shalom, Roidev Shalom. It's all about love. It's all about conveying love between people. We spoke about last week about Achdus as a prerequisite to, to bringing the Torah. That's the job of the Kehanim is to bring love into the Jewish people. To bring love, to, to, to convey love to the Jewish people, to create an environment of love. And that's the hardest part, that's the biggest message possibly here, is that's what the Kayanim have to teach their children. It's not just a question of rules. Oh, what does it mean to be a Kayan? I have to do this and I can't do that. I get Truma and I can't become Tameh. No, no, being a Kayan is so much more. Being a Kayan is, is teaching the Jewish people how to love one another, how to come to the Beis Hamikdash, which is a place of love. And therefore he ends off, he ends off, the Imre Yosef ends off that the Gematria of Emar is 247, which we know that you can you can add one with the koil. Gamachi with the koil adds one, which is the ramach evarim of a person's body. That a person, when a person loves Hashem, when a person loves other people, it brings his whole body into it. And it's also the same gamachi as Avram, which we know Avram's midah was the midah of chesed and the midah of, 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 of Ahava, Ahava Hashem. And with Aaron Akoyin, this is, this is, this is the, the, uh, clearly what, what we need to work on at this time of the year, to remember that all the small things matter. Small things are 
expression of love to Hashem. We start off by saying we start off saying uh, that some par- some ways of explaining this from the Sifse Re'aim was that even our small actions or even small people. What's 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 a better expression of love? A husband who remembers to the little things that his wife cares about, or the one who just makes big gestures on occasion, or the one who's constantly thinking about what what can I bring to my wife? Right? We just had recently in Dafyomi uh, that Rebchia would bring something if he found something that his wife would like. He would bring it, he would bring it home for her as an expression of his love, even though she wasn't so nice to him. But he said we still have to appreciate. She saves us from sin and she she raises our children. He, he expressed those small, it's those small actions of love, the ketanim it's the small things that we express our love to Hashem, that express our love to each other, that bring about, that bring ultimately bring about the bring about Mashiach, and the small actions of, of people who think they're small but who really are gedolim. That that's this that's this midah. If you do it all with love, out of your love for Hashem, out of your love, out of your love for your fellow Jew, then 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 we can bring Mashiach, and we can we can come into Lag Ba'imer next week, which is Hoyd Shebahoyd, which is the midah of Aaron Akoyin, which is the highest level of loving other Jews, loving lo- all, all about love as, as a prelude, as the Yontif before Shavuos to get us ready for Shavuos to be ma- kabbled the Torah like we discussed last week. I wish you all a wonderful, beautiful, and love-filled Shabbos.